Thanks, Tim. You do a wonderful job back there and slide guys and Kevin and all your media guys back there. So great job. Okay, now I can do this when I preach. You know how I like to do Sometimes I get going, I can just fly away with my arms. I'm excited for uh, this sermon series. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to grow. Um, so let's open it up. Let's dedicate this whole book of Joshua as we kind of soak this in and apply it to our lives for the next six months. Let's, uh, let's just pray for all these weeks, for these chapters that we just kind of uh, soak in all that God has for us. God, teach us through the power of your Holy Spirit inside of us. Reveal to us new things, challenging things, Lord, that we can uh, see in your word and apply it to our lives. Help us to grow and use your word as a lamp unto our feet. May it guide our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua is a fantastic uh, historical book. It was written 1,400 years ago. Actually, it's um, right at 14. Hundred or 1,405 years ago. Uh, Joshua is the author of this book. And um, man, Joshua saw a lot. He was, uh, he was a man who has seen a ton in his life. And before he even leads the, the Israelites over across the Jordan to the promised land, there's a big, long history of what Joshua had witnessed and seen. And I want to list off some of the things that he has already been a part of as Moses' assistant for many years. He had seen a lot. Uh, he had lived through the major events in Israel's history. He was uh, there in the oppression of Egypt. Uh, he saw the, the ten plagues. He witnessed the first Passover as part of that. Uh, he crossed the Red Sea uh, for 40 years. They were led in the desert with a, with a cloud of uh, a pillar or pillar cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night and, and had manna to eat every single day. He saw the miracles there. Uh, he was mentioned in, or is mentioned in Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy before we get to Joshua. He was on Mount Sinai when the Ten, the ten Commandments were given. He was one of the twelve spies that were sent out into the land of Canaan. And then two came back, came back and that was Joshua and that was Caleb. The only two that had the good report. And for many years, Joshua was just a, a faithful, uh, valued, and he was a committed uh, a servant with Moses and he had vision and loyalty. He was he was uh, Moses' right hand man. And he uh, is the handoff from Moses over to Joshua, leading people into the blessings that God has for them across the Jordan. And the name Joshua, the Hebrew name uh, means Jehovah is generous, generous or Jehovah saves. And we will see that Joshua is a picture of what is to come with Jesus. Leading people into the blessings and the promise of God. And fighting and winning battles that Jesus is leading us to. We'll see a lot of the identity in Jesus as we see in Joshua in the Old Testament. Now we got to remember that the Old Testament and the New Testament are merged. We don't throw out the Old Testament because we have the New Testament. The Old Testament is the foundational blocks of which the New Testament stands upon. And so they work together and we get to see Jesus all throughout the Old Testament, which is amazing. We'll, we'll begin to see that in the next few weeks. Joshua 1, 6 through 15. We're going to start here. We're going to read this passage together. And then we're going to dive through uh, a few verses together. You ready? 
Here we go. Joshua chapter 1. We're starting this out. Be strong and courageous. Say, be strong. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. God is talking to Joshua, saying that Moses' time is done. Moses just died. It's his turn. He's going to lead them into the promised land, which he had swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Say, be strong and very courageous. Be Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it from right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on, on, uh, on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and be successful. In Joshua 1, nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Say it with me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. People, get ready. Three days from now, three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in take the, and take the possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, now say but. It's okay. Say but. But to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half, the, the, the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the, the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You're to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land your God is giving them. After that you may go back and occupy your own land. Which Moses the servant of the Lord has given you from the east, east, east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Yesterday um, was the opening day of the youth duck hunt. Yeah, there's, there, there's a couple of us duck hunters in here. The rest of you, you'll just have to humor me with listening to the story. But... Um, we took our kids, Mitch and I, we used Mitch's boat, and we were headed out to go on this epic trip to take the kids to go experience duck hunting. It's a special day set aside just for kids to get them introduced to the outdoors. So I've got Joey, she's 15 years old. Caleb, I think he's 16. And uh, Jackson, he's 9 years old. Jackson just finished hunter safety course or hunter's education. He's excited. I mean, he couldn't sleep. It's like worse than Christmas. You know, he was just, Dad, I'm going to go to bed at 7 o'clock so I can wake up at 5 a.m. kind of thing, which didn't work. But uh, he was so excited. We get everybody loaded up. We got the decoys. We got the, we got the life jackets. We've got the, we've got the, uh, uh, we've, we're piled in this boat and we're ready to head on out into this canal. And as you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of rain recently. And where we usually go duck hunting, the water has begun to be pretty low. It's real low. In fact, we're nervous going out there. We load everybody up. We have to go over these little beaver dams, you know, kind of jump over things. We're getting out of the boat. We're pushing it. And it gets harder and harder and harder. You know the African Queen? How many of you seen that old movie, right, where they're having to pull the boat through all those reeds? That's what we did. So I got a picture, go ahead, Sean, of us walking through the marsh yesterday. Now, the, wa- the water is only two inches deep, but you got about a foot of mud. And you can see, we've got the pull in the boat, Jackson's in the life jacket. 
in the boat. Uh, we've got Caleb, and we've got the decoys on the side. He's got his stuff. Mitch is pulling with the motor. We've got the motor full speed. It's just turning up mud, and Joey's back there taking the picture. But at least we've got the picture. <laughs> got to put something on Instagram. And we're doing this, and we're fighting. I'm, I'm sweating, you know. And we're pulling this boat through the mud, and we're pushing, and it's like, we got this, guys. We got this. Come on. You can do it. We can go. I'll tell the funny part. This is really funny. We go all the way up through this channel and it opens up into this big bay. And right when it opens up, there's a little patch of like of, 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 of cattails where these other hunters did the exact same thing as us. They parked right there and they had decoys sitting like right by their feet. They gave up. They're like, we might as well just throw the decoys out. We don't even care. They're sitting there. We got stuck about from here to the front row in front of their decoys. We're trying to pull it, and they're videoing us, and we're just like, come on, guys. We got this. We can do it. And Mitch is like, we better just turn around right now. It took us a half an hour just to turn around. There's ducks flying. These poor guys, we were stuck right in front of them. It was a disaster. But we got this. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, we got this. We got this. This is about what Joshua is talking about in Joshua 1 is we got this. We've got this in our spiritual battles and our spiritual fight. We've got this. Okay, I want you to be encouraged in this. And you're going to be encouraged today that we have got this. You're not on your own. And we have some things that we have got to battle. How many of you know that when you say yes to Jesus, you say yes to all sorts of battles? Battles that you have never even experienced before. Right. And you say yes to Jesus. All of a sudden, life just gets a little bit more challenging. You're thinking, man, I thought this whole Christian life was easy. Well, no. That's a lie from Satan. It's not. Jesus promised there would be troubles. He's promised there would be trials, but he would be with you in those trials. So we've got to be prepared to, to go and fight. So here's the thing that I want us to do. When we, we, we are ready to fight battles but there's something important in this passage that i want us to hover over for just a minute is that there are blessings in your life that you're going to have to fight for there are promises and there are blessings in your life and are you prepared to battle for the blessings i think many times we think the blessings of god are just handed to us and every blessing that comes from us is just because it's just given to us but god's saying listen i've got things in store for you but you're going to fight for it and I think we think that there's no blessings in the fight. But God's saying there are blessings beyond the battle. There is a battle in front of you. If you haven't learned that by now, I'm telling you up front, there is battle in front of you. And I want us to read what this says again. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross ahead over your, over ahead of your fellow Israelites. Are you willing to fight for God's blessings? Here's why we have to fight for God's blessings. The blessings and the promises were already there for the Israelites. It's just that the enemy had encamped and taken territory over something that the Israelites were supposed to inherit, and they came in, took what was theirs. The enemy has occupied an area of rest where they were supposed to be living. They gave up their blessings of where they were supposed to be by complaining, lack of faith, 
building a golden calf, an idol, and worshiping an, uh, an idol instead of God and trusting him. They gave up God and trusted other things. And so God allowed them to stay in the wilderness for 40 years, just wandering in circles. They're wandering. God provided. He still gave his miracles. He still protected them. He still blessed them. But they were not living in the land of the blessings and the promise that they God had intended for them to live. And if they weren't living there, somebody else is. And Satan's going to come in and take up the blessings that you need to be receiving. That are yours. And instead of finding rest, right, we come up to this area where we see God's blessings. Instead of finding rest, we'll find a conflict. Instead of finding peace, we're going to find a battle. And instead of finding uh, blessings, we're going to find barriers. We're going to find obstacles. And these blessings that we can see beyond the Jordan are cluttered with all these obstacles and barriers. And we think, where are God's blessings in my life? This is just too difficult. And it's not that God is hiding his blessings from you. It's not that God has taken his blessings from you. It's that we gave it up. And the enemy has taken captive the blessings that God has promised you to live in. And that he has already provided that area of rest for you. But we are not living in it because we have given it over. God may bless you financially, but if the spirit of greed sets up camp, you will not discover the freedom of your wealth and the blessing of it. God may give you the blessing of authority, but if the spirit of pride is there, you will not enjoy the blessing of leadership. God may give you the blessing of love, but if the foundations of your relationship is built upon trust and forgiveness, you will not find the blessing in your relationship. God may bless you with complete health, but if you don't take care of your body, you're just not going to experience the blessing of it. There are things in our life that we have handed over and said, God, where are your blessings? And he's saying, I've given them to you. You just haven't taken a hold of them. And if you're not prepared to fight the enemy, he will continue building a stronghold in the land of the promises that God had intended for you to live in all along. And you'll begin to just circle in this desert area. And the blessings are right over the battle. But because you're afraid of the battle, you're just going to continue circling in this area of complaining. Side note, the best way that we give up our blessings is to just become a complainer. We read that. While they're in the wilderness, just, I mean, that's plain as day. They gave up their blessings through complaining. The best way to give up your marriage is to complain about how your husband never takes out the garbage. That will rob the blessings of your marriage. The, the, the best way to give up the blessing of your marriage is to complain about how your wife doesn't cook like your mother. You're giving up parts of the blessings in your marriage, just simply of those things like that. And we're really good at it. And we give, give up the blessings that God has given us, and we allow, we forfeit the land of blessing in our heart. For the enemy to come in and produce something inside of us that shouldn't be there. We give up and we give in. We give up our confidence. And then when we give up something, not to God, but to the enemy, we give up. Then he will give us his limitations. We give up our confidence. He will give us 
his limitations upon your life. You give up your trust and he will cause you to be living in your doubts. We give up our faith and he will turn it into fear. You give up your peace and Satan will turn it into discouragement. Listen, Satan's a liar. Satan's a liar and Satan's a thief. And it's his lie for you is to say it's not worth the battle. It's not worth the fight. And it's easier to surrender your feelings. It's easier to surrender to your hurt feelings than it is to move past them. In essence, it's easier to stay hurt. It's easier to continue to live in the pain than it is to find the blessings that's beyond that battle of dealing with the pain and the hurt that you're experiencing right now. It's easier to hold unforgiveness than it is to win the battle of forgiveness. It's easier to live in fear of what you know than it is to, to battle that and potentially go into an area that you don't know and live in a greater fear. We hold ourselves back and we give up the blessings that God has intended for us to live in. Because it's easier for us to deal with the way that things are now than it is to battle with what's coming up and the blessings beyond that. Joshua says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We got to be willing to fight for blessings. Fight. Battle. For the promises. But God wasn't calling the Israelites to battle in isolation by themselves. God wasn't calling them to do this alone. And he's not calling you and I to battle by ourselves either. They were together. And some who were prepared for battle to go ahead of those who couldn't handle it on their own because they weren't prepared for it. We've got this. Are you willing To battle for the blessings that God has for you? And are you willing to battle for the blessings of others? Many times we're just fighting, fight, 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 fight on our own. And we just don't have enough strength to fight for someone else. But God's saying, I have something, a battle for you to fight. And it's not yours, it's theirs. Are you willing to battle for someone else's blessings? For the area that God is showing them, but they don't have the faith to go through that, that Jordan River. Are you willing to go ahead of them? But all your fighting men, be ready for battle, must cross ahead of your fellow Israelites. Go ahead of them. Cross in front of them. They don't have it yet. They don't have the rest that you have found while living in the desert. The fighting men who knew how to find rest and confidence when there was no evidence of the Jordan River being parted. The fighting men who knew how to find the blessings of God before they saw the miracles of God happen. There was faith before the miracles. There was confidence before the battle. These people were prepared. They knew what it was like to follow God with just a little manna. And to trust in his provision. And they found rest in that. And they didn't need 
to go across the Jordan. God said, you go before them and then you can come back to the east side of the Jordan and you can hang out there if you want. I've given you that land as well, but you go before them and you fight the battles before them and with them. Fight for other people's blessings. Here, I want to talk to you. Older saints, we need you. This is you. This is you in this Joshua story. You guys that have the experiences, you guys that have the faith, who have been through the desert and haven't heard God's voice, know how to persevere and know that God is going to be with you and for you because you've seen it in your past. You've been through those dry spells. You know how to have faith. You know how to just just uh, uh, continue to, to love God no matter what the circumstances are at or what kind of battles you face. You're a solid Christian. You've got the experiences. We need you. You are our front lines. You're our battle warriors who are prepared for spiritual battles. You know, what it, you know what a spiritual battle looks like because you've seen it. You know what a spiritual battle feels like because you've experienced the emotion of it. You know what a spiritual battle does to your thoughts and how it creates doubt because you've been there. And for the person who hasn't been there, they need to know what that's like and how God can use that to bring victory ahead. Because you've experienced that. We need you to move before the Jordan is parted. Because you don't need that kind of uh, evidence in your life anymore. You just know that God is there. Whether the Jordan is parted or not. You can cross right through that. And you know that God's on the other side. It doesn't matter what kind of giant's over there. Because you see the fruit that is bigger than the giant's. And so you begin to see the battles as a blessing. Because you know that every time that there's a battle on the other side of that, the victory is there. The blessing always follows. And those of you seasoned Christians who have been up against battles and faced this, you know what I'm talking about. That you can almost predict and know that God's on the move because there's a battle right on your front door. And the bigger the battle, you know that God is on the move more. You see, there was a whole bunch of enemy camps and walls that were built up in their land that they had to go battle. But if they weren't willing to battle, they would never see the blessing. And that was already promised for them. And sometimes we think, man, if God promised that, he should just give it to me. It's a promise. No, you got to fight for it. How many of us seasoned Christians, you know that? There are people who, when they see a battle, they see doubt they see fear. They see that God isn't there for them anymore. They don't, they, they're, they're running in the other, they're tempted to run in the other direction. They're tempted to just leave God because the battle, they're thinking that if there's a battle there, then God, God isn't there to protect them, but that's wrong. Or that God isn't there to bless them. No, God's going to bless them greater through the battle. But they need you. They need your faith. We need your faith. We need your strength. We need your commitment. We need you older saints. We need you experienced saints to be our prayer warriors. You guys are warriors. We we don't use that word enough, prayer warriors. You're a warrior. You're a fighter. You're fighting against spiritual forces. And every single marriage is under attack. Every single person is under attack. Every single child, every single family, under, under uh, every single household that claims the name of Jesus as their Lord and Savior is getting attacked at a greater capacity than those who don't want anything to do with God. Let's just face it, right? We're living a difficult life. You've chosen to live a life that is filled with battles. But we don't have to be afraid of the battles because we can see that those battles 
bring a greater fruit in our lives. We need your faith, experienced Christians, your commitment, your knowledge of God's power provision in your own life and experiences. Talk to us about that, to encourage, to lift up, to pray. We need you to cross that Jordan River. We need you to be praying for marriages and counseling men and counseling women and giving an ear and encouraging with Scripture verses that may have helped you in your relationship. We need you to to be praying over couples. One of the most profound moments in my life, Dave and Jackie argue, some of you know them, they brought us into their office and we sat there, we were on staff at a church and they brought us into their office and they sat us down and they just prayed over our marriage and they just prayed in over us and they spoke into us some dynamic things and they just, they, they brought us a, together. We were battling a, a, a fight uh, that was bigger than what we could handle and they came alongside us and they loved us and they just prayed with us. They went before us in prayer. They prayed with the faith that we just didn't have at that time. And they crossed that Jordan River and they believed in the miracle that was on the other side of the battle. And they said, whatever you're battling right now is a preparation to make you stronger, right? And it's so true. God is going to prepare a battle for you so that the blessings become more. The battle that was there, God allowed the enemy to come in. He could have stopped them. He could have just said, this land is easy for you to come in. Just have it all easy, easy. But there's something about the battle that shapes you, causes perseverance, right? And endurance and faith. And when you have faith in God through the battles, there's faith, there's an increase of faith through the uh, harvest. We need you to fight battles. Your faith, your experience. We need you to pray for our kids who, let's face it, growing up as a teenager right now is pretty scary. Basically, every teenager I know has a smartphone. Just that alone is scary. Because the enemy will use a cell phone to destroy and wreck a teenager's life. And I can tell you as a youth pastor, this is one of the greatest areas that Satan will come in and wreak all sorts of havoc on a young person's life. And if he can destroy... A young man's mind through pornography on a cell phone as a 12-year-old, he will, he will do something damaging for the rest of his life. And there will be a great battle. And there's a battle right now in the teenagers' lives. And we are to go across that, that Jordan. We are to be praying for them for spiritual protection, for good, godly friends. These are some practical areas that we fight the battles for the blessings of others and not just looking for our own. It's the people who keep getting hit over and over and over again who just can't take another battle. Just don't have it in them. They need you. And they may not say that. In fact, most people won't say that. But they're there and they're battling. And you may sense something, and that could be the Holy Spirit working His gift of discernment in you. To talk and to pray, to say, brother, tell me, how can I pray for you? Walk alongside and go before them. We need people to go ahead of our fellow Israelites 
and help them until. Say that with me. Until. Until. You know what this says? It says don't give up. It doesn't stop with just one battle, one fight. There's another one on the way and another one on the way. Until what? It spells it out for us in Joshua. It says until they find the rest that you have. You see, when you you have been battling these battles and fights, you can have a peace and a rest because you know the promises and the power of God are with you. You know what's beyond the battle. There's a rest inside of you that some people do not possess yet. And until they have that rest, it's our job to walk alongside and go before them and show them that it's going to be okay. That it may look like chaos now. It may look like that God has turned his back on you. It may look like your prayers are just pinging off the walls. It may look like you're all by yourself. It may look like Satan is just winning in every corner of your life and you have nothing else to, to give. But in the middle of that, you can find peace. And you give it to God continually, you will. We need our experience prepared for battle Christians to be going before people in our church. I'm talking about us. There are so many attacks in our church right now. I can look and I can see and I know how many attacks are being hit right now more than ever. And I'm telling you, our church is being hit over and over and over and over and over and over again. More than I've ever experienced in a church. Right now. And I know it's been tough. And those of you who know how to have rest in the battles, we need you. To go before and just be praying. You see, when you have the joy of the Lord, it feeds us the joy of the Lord. The spirit, the fruit of the spirit that you possess, it feeds us. Your spirit of faith. When the difficult times are there, we need that because we can't, we're just out. And so we, your faith that you have encourages our faith. Those scripture verses that you text to your friend that you know are having a hard time, that's having a hard time, that's encouraging. Let them know that you're with them. We've got this. And don't stop giving up praying for our kids and our teenagers. Don't stop giving up praying for our marriages, for men and women in our church. Don't stop praying for those who are serving in a greater capacity in our church right now. Every time that someone is doing something more for God, there is a greater target on their back and it's getting broader. And I'm seeing people, because we're growing, because there are people who are, who are saying, okay, I'm going to put it on the line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a step of faith. They're getting hit. Keep ahead of us. Believe when there's doubt settling in, the temptation for that trust, that God is working for us. Shoulder the faith that we can hold on to on the backs and just be guided through this navigate and navigate through this time carry the joy when we're feeling discouraged show us that it's possible to love god by walking through hardships 
with us. Don't stop the battle when the next one is, when that one's over, the next one's just right around the corner. That's just how it is. And God is shaping and changing and moving our church right now. He is shaping us, our body. I'm talking about New Life Northview as a, as a family and as friends. As our dynamics right now, as we are being hit, I'm just telling you, we are being shaped for something greater that's just on the other side. There are battles that you're facing. But I truly believe, I truly believe that there is something in the works. And I know it because God is, be, you remember me saying this, I think last week or two weeks ago, I, do, I have it here, but I don't have it all here yet. God's been lining up the pieces just in me and in others. And we're beginning to see things line up. And it's amazing to see how God is beginning to use people and individuals and relationships. And we begin to see our, uh, how God is working in people's lives. One of the best things we have in our board meetings, and uh, Sherry had brought this up, put this every, every single week in, in discussion, and that is our praise reports, the wins. God is doing so many wins, and we said, we got to start writing these down, because we begin sharing personal stories of how God is winning so many things in, in these lives, and we need to be sharing these things, and we will at our celebration um, Sunday, which we're not calling a, a business meeting, we're calling a celebration Sunday, because we have too many things to talk about, about the celebration of what God is is doing because we are winning we've got this together god is winning in you and there are blessings past the battle there are blessings that are to be had but we've got to be willing to battle for it you got to be willing to fight for it and you fight for your others because when you fight for other people's blessings their blessing becomes yours Every time that you walk with someone through a difficult thing and there's an answer to prayer and you were right there with them through that journey, that becomes your joy. And the blessing of that answer is a joy and an increase of faith and a knowledge which just makes you a stronger person prepared for battle. And when you do this, you become someone else's promise as well. Someone else's rest and don't just count your blessings. Be the blessing that other people count on. Don't just count your blessings. Be the blessing that other people count on. How are we going to win this fight? Choosing to fight the battle that's in front of us. Be tough. Be strong. Be it. You are strong. Not on your own. You're weak. Use the strength of God inside of you. Be strong. Be courageous. You don't have the courage, but God will give you the courage. It will be a supernatural faith. It will be a supernatural courage. It will be a supernatural strength. It will be a supernatural sight. You will begin to see things instead of problems. You'll begin to see them as spiritual battles. And if you recognize them as a spiritual battle, you'll be able, be able to fight them as a spiritual battle. Where before you were, you were fighting them on your flesh you were trying to do it all on your own figure out all these answers how can i make this work put all the pieces together in your life and it just became overwhelming and you figure out oh man this is this is this is the enemy trying to get at me and once you realize and have the perspective that god is moving you past the battle and there's victory over there there's blessings to be had choose to fight Two, be prepared to fight together and why it spells us spells it out right here why do we do this? Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors given. It's all about remembering God's promises. 
We are able to win because we know that God is already there. The battle doesn't belong to you. We got to remember that. The battle is not in your hands. Don't forget that. The battle belongs to the Lord. Remember that God has already promised the victory. He already did that. There's already victory in front of you. Remember that God has already given you peace. We just got to make sure that we're living there and not letting the enemy take that from us. Remember that Jesus' promise is already there to calm the storm. Remember that God's grace is already there. We just got to remember to rely upon it. Remember that the Spirit of God is your comfort. Now, be comforted in that now. Remember that He will speak in your defense. Remember that God has already gone before you. Remember that in God's hands, He makes everything good. He makes it all good. Remember that God is not a deserter. Remember that God's ways are sometimes more than what you can comprehend. What do we remember? Let's face it. In our spiritual battles that we face, many times we're remembering too much of the wrong thing. We're remembering how tough it is. We're remembering how hard it is. We're remembering how discouraged we are. We're remembering, reminding ourselves that we can't do it. We're reminding ourselves that, that it's not worth it. We begin to focus on the wrong things instead of remembering the right things. And to have strength and courage, you have to have the right thing that you remember. Are you remembering the right things? Remember who's before you. It's not Satan who's in front of you. God's in front of you. Now, Satan may be in front of God, but he's just going to blow right through Satan. God's your defender. He's your shield. Remember, we've got this. You're not alone in your fight. Remember that victory is right around the corner. Remember that being through together, you're going to win. Remember that as a church, the harvest is great. Can we remember that we have a job to do here? And if we're only focused on our own battles, we will never see a harvest outside of ourselves. There's battles that you need to fight, and then we move on to fight for others. That's what we as a church are here. We are fighting against spiritual forces into this community. You and I are fighting for other people right now. Other people to know Jesus. We are here for a mission and a purpose. And it's not to just sit here on Sunday morning. Our purpose is to fight for other people's blessings. And that is is for them to come and experience God in a dynamic way. We pray that you will find someone, invite them to church, that they will be drawn in here. And when people walk in through these doors and we don't know who they are, man, we are battling. We better be battling for the blessings that they're going to receive from, Je- uh, from Jesus. Because you know there's a spiritual warfare going on. We will not stop until the lives of the enemy is destroyed. We will not stop until we enter to the promise, into the promises of God. We have got this together. You're fighting, but you're not fighting alone. You're not just fighting for no reason, which I think the enemy might be telling you, is that you've just been fighting and it just seems like you're just circling the fight. 
God's called you to be strong and courageous, and He is making you strong and courageous through the battle. We're here together in this. We'll fight for each other. And the blessings is what we focus on. And God's provision and the victory is what we focus on. If we focus on the complaining, we'll be stuck in the desert. If we focus on what we don't have, we will never be able to receive more. Let's stand together. How many of us are just going through a battle right now? And it's just, it's, you've been battling. It's a battle. You know what that's like. It's a battle. It's a battle. And it's weird. It's like, this is just out of the norm. It's been too long. It's too hard. Or it's just, it's just bizarre. This just doesn't seem to fit my life. Something is, is happening. Or it's maybe you be, felt like it's become your life. And that's not what you know your life is to be like. I want to pray for you. I want to pray a prayer over you. And then what I want us to do is to just, I want you to pray while I'm praying. We'll do that. We'll pray, pray while I'm praying. You could say one or two words. It doesn't matter. You just, there's a, there's a powerful name that we can call upon. His name is Jesus. And if all you say is Jesus, he will respond to that. It's simple. It's the power of God. We, we ask for him to come. He's a, we believe in a supernatural God who does supernatural things. So I'm going to pray over you. And we'll go from there. God, we see these people who are battling and fighting. They've been fighting it for a long time. I, I believe there's someone here today who has just been fighting and fighting and fighting for years. And they feel like the people who were in the desert, stranded, not able to see the blessings. God, I pray in the name of Jesus for that person to see with a vision of you, of what lays ahead. To leave Egypt behind, the slavery and the bondage behind. In that, and to embrace the battle that's here today. For every single person to not fear the battle that they're going through right now. And to kick out Satan's lies of relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, the lie that is being spoken to hearts and minds from Satan. Of unworth. That because the battle is there and that they're fighting, that they don't have that relationship with you like they feel like they should. Take that condemnation away from them in the name of Jesus. That self-condemnation is not there. Replace it 
with your spirit of strength. I pray for the battles in the name of Jesus that you will defend them, you will guard them, that they will see that and they will follow you and after you. God, that, that there will be victory immediately in the name of Jesus. And through the battle that they are receiving the lessons that you are wanting them to learn through this. The lessons of faith. The lessons of your undeniable promises through the battles. And the blessings of your provision in an unknown way. Help us, God, as a church to continue to battle for one another and to fight. For this community, for the people who are hurting and broken and who have been fighting without you. As they walk through those doors in the future, God, you know their name. You know what they've been fighting with. We just ask that we will be your voice, your hands and feet to express love and comfort. Express faith and confidence to them through your power. Through the name of Jesus, we know that there is victory. We know that we're more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, the battle is yours. Amen. Amen. We've got this. And there is a big, there is big harvest in front of us. Let's continue to pray for one another, to meet with one another, sharpen one another. Let's encourage one another. You have something to offer. and You have a gift that God has given you. Let's use that to be a force that moves this community in the name of Jesus. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful week. Live in victory.